0: again with Aton levy sorry we didn't have a podcast for you last week we were both preparing for the ap u.s history test but this week we've got a good one for you we're going to be reacting to espn's top 74 nba players of all time list a few reactions to the last dance documentary and a few more things so how you doing today Aton?
1: i'm all right charlie thanks for having me again even though i co-host this <laughs> <laughs> um All right, let's start right off. Um, ESPN came out with their uh, top 74 players of all time in the NBA a few days ago. And it was interesting. I think, for the most part, I would have switched up a few things in the top 10. But we, we were actually just talking about this, how one thing that I was really angry about was that Carmel Anthony was not in the top 74 at all. And I'm a Knicks fan. So you could call me biased, but I think he deserves to be up there. I don't think Tony Parker is better than than Carmel Anthony. I think Mem is maybe is one of the best scorers of all time. And he has the numbers. He just doesn't have the rings, honestly. He never really played at, on a top team. He, the best he played with was a, was a washed-up Allen Iverson. And I think he really does deserve to be
0: on this list. I think the problem... I'll talk about the comparison first with Tony Parker. The problem with that comparison is Tony Parker was a key role on a team that won some championships. And Carmelo although at his peak was might have been better than Tony Parker, his peak wasn't it wasn't like a 13-year peak. There was a few seasons a few seasons where Melo was incredible, but then besides that I think overall, he just wasn't as good in terms of winning, in terms of leading his team, especially when he was with the Knicks. I don't think he did the job well enough to necessarily be top 74. Yeah, I I know. I know it seems like a lot, but 74 is like not that big of a number in terms of everyone that's ever played in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I just think he's he's definitely a top 20 score of all time, and he never really had the supporting cast of a lot of the players on this team. And I think in basketball, to win a championship, you really need a supporting cast. And, I I mean, it's – you need, like, a good top three. And Melo really never had that good top three.
0: Yeah, I I see what you mean. At peak – at peak, I I think you're right that no one could stop Melo. I mean, his triple threat, his isolation. He was more isolation or started it before, like, James Harden started it. But I just don't think, I just don't think overall his career was good enough. I think to crack the top seventy four, and I, I guess I agree with him not being on the list. And I, the comparison to Tony Parker, I I don't like. Yeah, no, I was just throwing
1: I, out a name there. I'm, I
0: just because I think to, if you play a key role on a championship team, then the consideration is much higher.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear it's you. like
0: I'll bring up Kobe. People are upset that Kobe was on, on on spot nine and should have been higher, but it's, it's weird because I I think Kobe, if let's, if Kobe didn't win the championships in 2009 and 2010, I I think he would have had to be lower than nine. Just, which just shows you how important those, how, how important I think those championships would be in contributing your spot on the list.
1: Yeah. I would personally put Kobe before Tim Duncan, maybe even Larry Bird be going that far i mean this is going to be really a discussion for the ages like kobe or tim duncan i remember when kobe retired i forgot who said it but he was the, some commentator was saying when he was asked who's better kobe or tim duncan and he said if you want to fill seats you get kobe bryant but if you want to win championships you you get tim duncan which is which is right but at the end of the day, they won, what, they won the same amount of championships, and I think Kobe is just a better player at skill-wise, skill and he never, he never had, here's the thing, you could also bring up with LeBron and MJ, MJ played with the same players for so much of his career, and that played a really big role in him winning a championship, and you could say the same thing about Tim Duncan. When, Tim Duncan, for almost his whole career, played with the same, the same, like, key role players, and I think it's hard to establish chemistry in a sport like basketball. And if you have that chemistry for so long and, and you're just like all really at the peak of your careers, I think it's, it's like easier to win a championship than let's say if you're Kobe Bryant or MJ where you're hopping when you're not with the same players for your whole career.
0: Yeah, the, the, I think I disagree with you, one that Kobe should be ahead of Tim Duncan. I mean, Tim Duncan won – five championships which is the same as Kobe. He won two or three MVPs. Also the the play, the playoff run that he had as in he made the playoffs. He made the playoffs I, I believe every year of his career. And he his the amount of times his team won 50 games is incredible. I think it was like every year that Tim Duncan played on the Spurs, they won 50 games, except for the lockout years, which is insane. So when you I think when you add that winning in, then you Tim Duncan jumps ahead of Kobe Bryant. Also, I'm not disrespecting Kobe's championships. I mean, Kobe, the things that Kobe did to win the championships was insane. That being said, Kobe Bryant did have Shaquille O'Neal for the first um for the first set of championships. That's three Pete. And Tim Duncan didn't have anyone to that caliber. Well, I think, so
1: you could say that, but he did have Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili.
0: Who and, are also on and the list. Kawhi,
1: And Kawhi Leonard, for, yeah. for that matter. So and I David think, Robinson, yeah, for David one Yeah, David Robinson, who I, I think very highly of. And you could say, yeah, he did make the... This- the playoffs, what, over his whole 19-year career, but it's because he play, like he's an amazing player, but he played with so many good players for his whole career, so I think that's, ma- making that playoff statement is not such a fair comment when you're comparing Kobe, because Kobe had some really trash teams alongside him. Look, look. the reason I think LeBron is better than Kobe is because LeBron was able to, to take those crappy teams that he was with to the playoffs, and even to the finals for that matter, and Kobe wasn't able to do that. Maybe he did have a little worse Kobe wasn't able to even bring those teams to the to the playoffs, so that's that's why I think so highly of LeBron, just because he was able to elevate his whole team with really no no players alongside him.
0: A uh, kind of problem I have with Kobe, also again, like it, it sounds bad because it sounds like I'm disrespecting him and I'm saying that he's not so good, even though like he obviously deserves a top ten spot. I think I agree with the position that he's at. I think he's obviously a top 10 player, but after Shaq left, I think the fact that he didn't, that the t- the Lakers fell off a solid amount definitely hurts his, his case. Meaning if Shaq had left and Kobe had done what Scottie Pippen did when, when Michael Jordan left. So after Michael Jordan left, Scottie Pippen took them to the Eastern or took them to seven games with the Knicks in in the, Eastern Conference semifinals. And I think if Kobe Bryant had done that with the Lakers after Shaq left, then he would be given a lot more credit. But I think after Shaq left there was a solid chunk of years there though where it seemed as if he would he may never win again. And that's why I was saying that the 2009 and 2010 championships are so important because I think at the end of the day that showed that Kobe actually did deserve a top like to be recognized as a top 10 player. And I think if if after those Shaq championships when Shaq left, he had never won again, we wouldn't even be considering him for top ten.
1: Yeah. I yeah, Shaq we were talking about this earlier again. Um Shaq I think is maybe the most dominant player in all of basketball at his peak. He was he was such a force considering his weight to athletic ratio.
0: I mean, his that's that's what made him a force. Yeah.
1: And I think I think he would be successful in any type of NBA. If he played in today's NBA, I think it wouldn't be a three point, three point NBA league because nobody is really as do, like at that level as a big man as Shaq was in today's NBA.
0: Yeah, there's only one person, I'll say. I think there's only one person who is truly the most dominant when they're in when they're in the post, and I think that's Joel Embiid, but he, obviously he's not as good as Chef. yeah.
1: No, he doesn't have that weight. I mean, if he gains fifty pounds and still has that kind of athleticism, like by all means, just go back to the post up era era of the NBA.
0: Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying there. So I think the end of the end of the day, when you have someone like that on your team, it's hard to 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 give so much credit. So it's like, obviously we want to praise Kobe as much as possible, but in those first championships, he had Shaq. And I think when he won the second championships, that's when he solidified himself in that position. Another, another interesting player that I think we both want to talk about is Isaiah Thomas's spot. He was given the 31st spot and he, uh, he might not have been the total superstar that other players were, but he did lead the Pistons to back-to-back championships while knocking off Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, and Larry Bird. So I think you could, you could definitely say, and I think that he got <laughs> sold a little short on the list.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now, and you see really in the twenty and 10s range, you see a lot of like, more modern NBA players. You see Giannis, Wayne Wade, Kawhi. Um, yeah, you have, uh,
0: Garnett, you have Garnett, Dirk. Dirk.
1: You have Curry, KD, and it's hard to say. I really like think to compare these modern NBA players who are still playing at their prime right now to all-time NBA players because at the end, in ten years from now, when almost all these players are retired, except for like maybe Giannis and Kawhi, um, I think this list is going to be right because. You're telling me that – I mean, maybe not now with their achievement, achievements. Like, you're telling me Giannis, if he retires today, is going to be a better player than Isaiah Thomas? Like, I, I, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I just I – Giannis right now is clearly at his peak, and I think he will be for a long time. And I think but if he plays like this for a lot of years, by the time he retires, he could crack the top 15, even the top 10. But to say that he's right now – better in the scope of the nba than isaiah thomas is a little a little ridiculous
1: yeah that's what's so hard with making these lists you don't know where to place these players that are playing today because are they in their is it them in their prime is it them right now is it them at what they think at the end of their career
0: at the well their i think career? it's just overall
1: yeah so I, I i do agree with you i think alan i'm um, not alan iverson isaiah is snubbed here and should be a little higher you could maybe even put him over Dwayne Wade, your boy. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting. And he was really disrespected by MJ. But he really – I really don't respect him anymore after seeing that. He didn't even shake the Bulls' hands after they lost, the, they lost to them in the playoffs, which is just
0: – Yeah, but I, I think this is not a nice list. It's a, it's a how good yeah, are you no, at. basketball I'm, I'm just
1: saying, like, uh, I'm not a fan of Isaiah Thomas anymore. But, yeah, he, he played for a really dominant Bulls team and beat a lot of good players.
0: Yeah. Another thing I noticed about the list, it kind of, like, re-sparked a memory, is we talked about the Spurs for a second, but the Spurs are, since Jordan retired, the Spurs have been the best team, I would say, in terms of their success. They also have five players on this list who have all played in the past 30 years. They have David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, and Tim Duncan.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like,
0: I think that's a super that's underrated what I was team. Saying.
1: Tim Duncan played with all those players. Like, they had a lot more talent. He had a lot more talent around him
0: than Kobe did. Yeah, but when I was looking at the list, it just resparked, like, resparked the memory of how good. Yeah, the Spurs and they were. beat, especially yeah, when they, they beat. The they heat. really <laughs> beat the Heat. They lost them. Did they lose them and then beat
1: them, or was it was the other way around?
0: Yeah, they lost to them in seven and then destroyed yeah. them in five. LeBron and his Interesting. Of his career. Interesting person on the Spurs on the list is Kawhi, and he's right in the Giannis range. And you could say Kawhi is like kind of what you are saying about Giannis is oh, he's still at the peak. I feel like we should wait till he retires. But I think the fact that he won that championship on the Raptors last year makes this spot legitimate.
1: Yeah, after watching the last dance. Kawhi reminds me so much of Scottie Pippen like it's ridiculous both amazing defensive players with crazy athleticism except Kawhi was obviously the center while Pippen was kind of on the side with MJ um but yeah whenever I think of Kawhi I'm like man load management like I hate that guy like like that that's one of the things I really don't like about basketball load management like you're getting paid millions of dollars to play you might as well play but but then when you watch him in the playoffs, like when I watched him last year, it was just insane. Like that that shot over Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to win the game, Game 7. Was it the only Game 7 buzzer beater of all, like, of all time? I think it was, right?
0: Um, it might have been. But yes, the shot yeah, was, he was
1: just He was on a mission in the playoffs last year. And I always think of him. I always think of that when I think of him now. And yeah, I think he deserves to be where he is right now.
0: Yeah. Another thing I saw when looking at the list is if, if we were to go to random people and ask them to list, like, all the great players, let's say, let's say, like, the top 20 great players, I thought there were some guys in the top 20 who definitely deserve to be there who I don't think people would mention, and they're all back-to-back. It's, it, was, it was Kevin Garnett, Dirk, Moses Malone, Carl Malone. One, I don't even think of Kevin Garnett when I think of great basketball players, but, like, when I saw the list and I saw him there, I, I remembered it like sparked a memory kind of was like, oh yeah, this guy's insane. <laughs> same, thing with, same thing with Dirk. It's like, Dirk has 30,000 points. Yeah. It's just like, I never, I didn't remember how how incredible these players were until I saw them on the list. And Moses and Karl Malone, the the amount of MVPs between them is crazy.
1: Yeah, anything's possible. A little joke there, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Karl Malone, especially because I love those, uh, Throwback jazz jerseys, but yeah, all those players are underrated, and they do deserve to be on that list. Dirk, especially he—he's really underrated. He—he he didn't play on a lot of great teams, um, but he beat the Heat and a crazy Heat team. Yeah, as well. the
0: 2011, the 2011 championship sealed his spot up there. Another thing, the 13-14, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, right order or wrong order?
1: You know. Steph Curry, at the end of his career, might go down as the best point guard of all time. He, he, he really might beat out Magic.
0: So you're saying right order. But so you're saying right order. KD is just, in
1: like, he's so lethal. It's ridiculous. He is the best scorer of all time,
0: in my opinion. Oh, so, so I'm wrong. You're saying I, wrong I, order.
1: At the end of the day, I do. Because Kevin, Gar- Kevin Durant has so much more to offer than Steph Curry, especially on the defensive side of the ball, too. So I do think Steph Curry is behind
0: Kevin Durant. But I don't know. We'll see. Here's, here's how I think of it. In terms of talent, I'd say it's the wrong order. But in terms of all-time scope of the NBA, I'd say it's the right order for a few reasons. One, Stephen Curry changed, changed the game more than anyone mm-hmm. ever has. And the unanimous MVP along with more championships – Although it's weird to say that because Kevin Durant won the finals MVPs when they played together. But the move the move to go to Golden State and that, that Durant did to win all those championships, it, it's kind of in sour taste a little bit. And, it was, and at the end of the day, the Warriors were still Stephen Curry's team. So I feel like from that perspective, it's the right order. But from talent-wise, I think it's the wrong order.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could say, I was saying well, like Steph Curry's like a one-dimensional kind of player, which he really isn't. But when you're comparing him to KD, it really does seem like he is a one-dimensional player. Because KD could just he, – he literally could do it all. He's a playmaker. He could drive. He could shoot. He could like, hit the fadeaway like nobody else. Um, he could play defense. So, yeah, I, I'm
0: sticking with it. I think KD should be above Steph Curry. All right. After looking at this list, if you had to put together an all-time starting five, not just top five, like a team that you think would never lose a game, so, yeah,
1: I would say Steph Curry at the one, MJ at the two, LeBron at the three, Tim Duncan at the four, and Shaq at the five. And the reason our lists are, are similar, just looking at it right now.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say mine before we talk about them. I did Magic Johnson at the point guard and Michael Jordan at the shooting guard. And I think if you pick anyone other than Magic and Jordan, you're ridiculous, <laughs> which you did. Um and then at the 4 I picked Tim Duncan, at the 5 I picked Shaq. And then at the 3 I had a little 3-way debate. Obviously LeBron's the best, but I feel like Jordan is your iso player in in the uh in the backcourt and then Duncan is more of your post-up iso player in the frontcourt. So I feel like with those guys I'd want Bird or for for me I would choose Durant just because I don't really know how amazing Bird was. I never watched him in terms of what I would want. I would say you want I w- I would say I'd rather have Durant at the 3 there just because I think his game would mesh well with those other four guys because he's good catch and shoot and he's a very big three point threat.
1: Yeah, so I think I think Curry would just mesh better would mesh better because he's like, I mean, you could say MJ wasn't really known for his three-point shooter and not, not like, really nobody else on this team is. Um, and Curry's the best of all time for a three-point shooting. So I just think it meshes well. And you already have your playmaker and LeBron. I mean, I think having Magic and LeBron on the same team just, just doesn't make sense because they're so similar and they're both... And I think, like, you could say LeBron is, is up there with, like, maybe right behind Magic when it comes to playmaking ability. Also, like, Tim Duncan's also a playmaker. So I think, yeah, I just think this this team meshes better.
0: So we kind of looked at it from a different angle, I guess, because, or from the same angle, but different players. You picked LeBron as your playmaker, and I just picked Magic yeah. as my playmaker. And then we went off that. Here's an interesting player that I think, I, if you pick Steve Nash to be in your top five all-time star, all starting lineup lineup, I think you're ridiculous. I think that's the wrong choice. But... I think there is an interesting case there where you could build the best possible team with Steve Nash as your all-time point guard just yeah, because of he's, his insane passing ability. He's,
1: like, right up there with Magic again as being, like, the pure point guard. Passer, playmaker kind of guy. And he's, he's also, like, one of the best passers of all time. But I think, I think having I would, Steve Nash and LeBron on the same team, like, it's just, like, like you need scoring, too.
0: Right, I would never, ever pick him as my all-time starting point guard. But if you had the team of like Steve Nash, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant as as the three guys, and then whichever other two big guys you wanted, that would honestly be a very good team just because of the passing and the the kick. Yeah, and, I would still say pop.
1: Magic over him.
0: Because magic yeah, I, beats him I in agree. It's just an it's just an interesting beats him in every list.
1: category. Including passing, which is what he would really only be offering if you're putting on a team with that much star power. Yeah. So you might as well get the best.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, we're gonna move on to some of our last dance reactions. I'll let you start with your basic. Yeah, so
1: one. I I liked it. I think it was a great documentary. We were talking about this a few days ago about how Jerry Krause, Jerry Krause um, wasn't able to kind of have his reaction to it. And you were, you were a little more passionate about me than about, um, than me about this, but I think it's unfair to just make it. And they really made Jerry Krause the villain in this one. And he came, he made the best team of all time, arguably the best team of all time. And they were the best, team in the league for so long. So you have to give him credit. Like he was, it, they were making it seem like he was trying to tear it apart and he didn't even want them to win.
0: But. Well, at the end, at the end, that is what he wanted. But I, I do agree with you. I thought at the beginning they, there was not a lot of, there was not too much credit given to him for building that team in the first yeah. place. And it's also a little interesting. It's like the, the, the terms of the agreement to film was that the NBA would have to ask Michael Jordan if they ever wanted to use it, and Michael Jordan would have to agree. And I think it's a little interesting. I don't think Michael Jordan necessarily would have agreed to it if Jerry Krause was still alive, just because I feel like now that Jerry Krause is dead, he doesn't really get a chance to defend himself in, in, in interviews. It's like Isaiah Thomas walked out on the bowls without shaking his hand, but he, got, he, was, he was interviewed and was able to say what he wanted. He was yeah. able to defend himself. And I think the the bias of the documentary was obviously to make to make Jerry Krauss look like a real real villain, and it's a little it's a little unfortunate. Yeah, that he is I think MJ is a
1: coward for that one, and I think he's a coward in general, just because his competitive nature like got to his head, and he just wants to be the best at everything. He wants to be viewed as a god, and that really just it it made him like make some pretty iffy decisions like this one here. Like he, it looks, it makes him look weak. It makes him look weak by not giving a chance, a man, a chance to, to defend himself.
0: Well, it's not that he, he yeah, didn't choose no, Jerry Krause to die. He would have waited I until think, he died anyways. Yeah. That's what I think. Also another conspiracy, I guess you could kind of say that's a conspiracy theory. Another conspiracy theory that I like, and I'm pretty sure this one is confirmed. True ish is that so MJ agreed to do the documentary very soon after LeBron carried the Cavaliers back three, one from in in the finals from down on the warriors. I think it's almost certain that once MJ saw that he was like, he thought to himself, Oh man, LeBron might be taking over the throne as the goat. And he decided to make the documentary.
1: I remember after he won, that's when that conversation really got in place when people were like, wow, maybe LeBron's taking his throne. Um, and he just wanted to remind everybody else again, like who he was and what he did after LeBron won. So.
0: Yeah. It, it I still I believe did, LeBron,
1: at least at the end of his career, if not now, is going to
0: be viewed as the greatest of all time. All right. I, it's hard for me to say I disagree just because I didn't, I, I obviously I didn't watch Jordan. I wasn't I was. alive then, but <laughs> <laughs> but I just seeing stuff like the Last Dance, and I know it's a little biased, and it's got its it's got its the point the point is to make Jordan look like the best player of all time, but in the it's like stuff like that it it just makes Jordan unmatched. Six for six in the finals is insane. Like what he did, yeah, was insane. And I, it seems when I watch stuff like Last Dance. Yeah,
1: I mean, like... the what's the best team MJ had to ever face? At least in their prime, you could say the Celtics were the best team. But when when he actually faced them, they were a bit washed up. And
0: well, I'd say going to the finals in the playoffs, MJ faced the harder teams like the Pistons, the Celtics, the Knicks. But I, I guess you could say in the championship. In the championship, LeBron had to face the best. Yeah, I mean, all time. I you, think the you look at Warriors that list, are the best Steph team
1: ever. Curry and Durant are back to back, thirteen and fourteen. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken,
0: yeah. Uh, like, that's look correct. at
1: everybody else on that list that MJ had to face. I mean, there are a lot more players, but you have to face these guys consistently, you have to face, had to face Dirk. He had to face the Spurs, who you said had what five players, but I guess one of them wasn't on them.
0: Or four four at the time. Yeah, exactly. When, uh, they I mean
1: I I and LeBron didn't have as good players as Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. And he didn't have that system that was no, he did have a system that was built around him, but he didn't have he went from team to team. And I think if LeBron wins at like at maybe if he wins two the Lakers, two more ships with the Lakers, I think that he will definitely be viewed as a GOAT. If he wins one, I think it, it definitely puts it, him a lot more in debate with that title.
0: An interesting thing about the GOAT debate that I always find unfair is people make fun of LeBron for losing six finals. He went to nine finals in his career. He's more likely to make a finals. He's, more, he's, basically, he's just as likely to make a finals than he is to make a shot when he takes it in a basketball game. And I think people are, are a little unfair to LeBron in terms of how many times yeah, he's lost. Yeah, and it's because he played
1: these these unfair cheat code teams.
0: Besides, besides for 2011 when he did choke against the Mavericks, I I do agree. I, I he the teams that LeBron had, he had to, play to play were the Spurs three insane.
1: times. He lost his Spurs when he was what, maybe like 25,
0: younger maybe. Yeah. Younger than that. That carry, like it was that carry two- might have been the best ever. 2007. Yeah, so yeah that was, carry might what, have been the
1: best ever. 22 even? If I'm calculating it correctly. Yeah,
0: he took a- around a then, crap team around like that.
1: the Cavs were back then and played them against the Spurs, who were obviously the best team in the world for around those five-year periods. So, so I think, like, MJ never had to face that kind of stuff. He never had to carry a team that bad. And I—that's why I think
0: LeBron is better.
1: I, LeBron, LeBron is just a force to be to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. And, uh, my favorite thing I think about the Last Dance was the Jordan beef. My favorite one being Clyde Drexler. When when they were talking about the finals that the Portland Trailblazers and the Chicago Bulls played in, they were the first thing they were like. People were saying that Clyde Drexler had about as good a season as Michael Jordan did. Clyde Drexler never said anything to Michael Jordan. He didn't even say anything to the media or to anyone. And Michael Jordan was just like, (laughs) yeah, I have to shut him up. And it's just like so funny. So, so interesting the way how he got his mind worked. Yeah. Yeah. Also punching a teammate. I don't, I don't like that he did that, obviously, but it, it shows it it, it it represents him very well.
1: And what again, I'll go back to the LeBron debate. I think MJ never went from team to team getting ships like LeBron is going to. I think he's going to win another ship, undoubtedly, with the Lakers. Yeah, he would have this he year. He would have
0: this year, I think.
1: Yeah, very
0: possibly. Very possibly. If he,
1: like MJ stayed with the Bulls. Like, you're comfortable where you are, so you might as well just stay there and win there. Like, LeBron is going from place to place. Like he has to learn a new system, he has to play with new players, he has I, to establish like new chemistries. Like MJ never had to... always about him. He always like had almost the same players around him or best players that were fit to be around him. Like LeBron had to change that all.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just I know I know I just said that people discredit LeBron for even even though he made the finals. But the fact that you go six no, for six in the finals is impressive. kind of insane.
1: It's very impressive.
0: Yeah. That's an understatement, even. Out of this world. <laughs> another <laughs> another piece, this is the last thing we're going to talk about in terms of last dance. Another piece of the Shrugger Bulls team was Phil Jackson, obviously, the coach. And watching the documentary kind of made me think, what? makes a coach so good? Like what made Phil Jackson so good besides the triangle offense that he put into place? I think what made him possibly the best coach ever is the way that he balanced the egos of his team. And I think at the end of the day, that's what makes you a good coach. It's not that you can, it's not that you can carry a mediocre team to a championship because I don't think any coach can do that. It's that you have a bunch of great players and you help them mesh and not fight. And yeah. Not the it was very
1: away. interesting to see Dennis Rodman on this documentary. I have to say he was my favorite part about it. It was just funny, like hearing him speak and like how he talked about how he played, like he was all over the place. Um, but I think personally coaches in basketball don't have as big an impact on as coaches in other sports, just because you don't have to manage as many players. Like you look at football. I think football, the coach has the biggest Impact as you come up with all these plays, you have to manage what 53 team roster. Um, in hockey, you have a lot more players, in baseball, you have to make all these game time decisions. But I what I think makes a basketball coach the best is it's game time decisions like when to call timeouts, when to make these game winning plays, which I think Phil Jackson did. And he was he was so smart the way he used MJ in that triangle offense about it when mJ retired like that trying all offense ran at its peak when MJ retired just because there wasn't that offense didn't revolve around him, but it could really just be used in its way and i, I agree with you, Phil Jackson is the best coach of all time. a lot of people say that oh he had hit shack hit Shaq and Le- um and Kobe he had he had MJ and his gang um but every basketball team that wins is going to have superstars
0: on it. Right, I agree with you. That's what makes Phil Jackson so good is he had all those he used guys them the right way and was able to is was able to make yeah was able to use them together instead of have them. Not that he would want them to go against each other, but sometimes players' egos get in the way. So he was able to combat that. With I think coaching. that's more on the personality
1: side of coaching, not really um, game plan. But he did have the triangle offense.
0: Yeah, I think the best example for that in today's NBA, I would say, is Mike Budenholzer. Not that Giannis has – not that Giannis has an ego at all, but that he's got a guy like Giannis, and he instead – of, instead of Giannis just controlling everything, he, he creates a system where Giannis makes everyone yeah, better. Yeah, Giannis has the and best everyone team meshes well together. around him.
1: Yeah, the best system. Like yeah, that.
0: and the best system. So I think that's really what makes you the good coach. It's not that you coach bad teams to championships. It's that you – allow the good teams it's that you it's that you make sure yeah. the good teams Agreed. stay on track and win championships
1: great
0: totally random thing now we're going to talk about is a little bit of beef between Shaq and Draymond that was happening it, it, basically at the end of the day it was like could I don't draymond think guard, shaq? Could
1: guard shaq what do you
0: think yeah i agree with you i think it's a, I, draymond draymond loses I, I this Draymond's beef now
1: like He's just got to shut up. He's acting like he owns a team, won all their championships for them, and yeah, he played. He played a role in their team, but you put me on the court with KD, Clay, and Steph Curry. Like, it, you can make me look like I have the best IQ in the bat in the league. Like, I think he's just yeah, he's a great defensive player, but great defensive player. There are a bunch of great defensive players in the NBA. Like, he, you can never guard check. Nobody could guard check. What makes you think you think you could guard check? You average seven points a game, like. Who are you?
0: I, I think you're – I disagree with a lot of what you said. I think you're being a little unfair to Draymond. I do agree with you. He cannot guard Shaq. I think if Shaq was in today's NBA, I think someone should just become a postmaster. Someone huge someone should just destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. If Shaq – as in if Shaq was in the NBA today, yeah. he'd be dropping 50. In, in any, games.
1: any kind of game.
0: Like no one, no one would be able to guard him but i do think i do think that draymond was a significant piece to the warriors and i think there's a legitimate argu- argument to be made that he was the backbone and that the offense in a way kind of ran through him it's like he and his basketball iq i think but is But why
1: very, if if he's so good and he was so And i think it's more than just
0: why didn't having the other guys
1: why weren't they more successful this year than they were
0: oh because but if he really he's not, he's not a superstar IQ, like that He's not, he's not going to carry a team, but he can he's, – he's the best he's – the, he's the best possible role player anyone can ever be. I think he's overrated. Is what I would say. In my opinion. Him. I think
1: – I mean, you have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Those are the two best three-point shooters of all time. You move the ball to them outside on the arc like they're going to score. It's going to make you look good. Like, I just think he's overrated. I, and he has an ego that I don't like. And, yeah, like – he, he helps his team, but he also doesn't benefit them a lot of the time.
0: Okay. It's an interesting take. We can agree, disagree. Disagree. agree to disagree on this one. The last thing we're going to talk about real quick is just our current top seven, because I thought it would be interesting because I, I had a feeling that we had a little bit of disagreement, and I am correct. So I'll say mine, and then you'll say yours, and then we'll talk about it. I said one LeBron, two KD, three Kawhi, four Giannis, five Steph Curry, six yeah, Anthony so Davis, and I seven James Yeah, so I said one Harden.
1: LeBron, two Kawhi, three Giannis, four KD, five Curry, six Harden, and seven Luka Doncic. So I'm going to – I'll start off. I think Kawhi, Giannis, and KD, they're pretty interchangeable at this position on the list because they're all, they're all similar players – and what they contribute to the team. So I think, I think you could really put those in any order. And Giannis, Giannis, obviously, going into the future is going to be the best out of all of them because he's so, so much younger, which is impressive. But yeah, I just think, again, after watching Kawhi last year in the playoffs, like people were saying Kawhi was the best in the league. People were saying he was better than LeBron after, his, after he won the ship for Toronto last year. Like, the executives voted on it. They said Kawhi was the best. Yeah. And he's – it's just this load management. Like, play the game. Don't sit on the side like a little sissy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think um, – I don't know if this is, like, a thing that people ever think about or talk about, but I guess I'm going to call it the injury effect kind of. Two years ago, KD – so at, when Kawhi beat the Warriors that season – halfway through the season, yeah. I think everyone would say KD was the second best player in the NBA. And he and then he got injured. But I think just because he got injured, that doesn't all of a sudden push him down. And I think the same thing kind of happened with Kawhi. Before, as in when Kawhi was injured that whole season on the Spurs, and then he went to the Raptors, I remember thinking people forgot how good Kawhi is, and he's going to surprise everyone. I didn't expect him to win the championship, but I remember that year when I thought about who was like top five, I still had Kawhi in there. Because just because you're injured for one yeah. season, it doesn't all of a sudden make you drop. And I think the same thing is happening with KD. Next season, I think we're we're all going to be shocked about how good KD is. It's going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, wow, he surprises KD everyone.
1: And back on that a Hall of trade, Fame player. Like, who'd they who'd they get for him? They got DeMar DeRozan and a, a
0: bag DeMar of DeRozan, chips. DeMar
1: DeRozan. Yeah, a bag of chips. And others. And some picks. And it worked out pretty well for Toronto. Um, but, yeah, the other change... I have, yeah. we have. Um, I have Luca on my list, and you have Anthony Davis.
0: I think he's too young. Yeah, he, I think Luca's just a little too young to be top seven. Just because all these other people on our list, you could are say that in the,
1: the win totals. Like he should be up there. He's averaging what? It was almost a triple double, and it wasn't yeah. like a Russell Westbrook triple double, what people say, which I disagree with. Where he's just like controlling the court. Like that's a real man's triple double. He's He's today's Oscar Robertson. And I think Anthony Davis is a really good player. But look at him last year. Like, he was on the Pelicans and they went nowhere.
0: Yeah. I, I think Anthony Davis is a very specific type of player. And you have to build the right guys around him and you need playmakers around him. But right now, yeah, I think also, he's showing why he is
1: top. I'm a big fan of James Harden. He, he was averaging, what, like 36 points for most of the season? Like 36 points.
0: Yeah, that's like. Yeah, I, I mean, I have him like in my a top little seven. Less too. than a third. Come playoff time, it's a much different yeah, pick. Regular season, he's the
1: top, top five seven. scorer of all time, in my opinion. You could say, oh, he's not efficient enough. Well, he's still shooting 40, 40%, 40% from the field. He's, he's one of the best three point shooters in the league, one of the best ISO players in the league. He's averaging, what, like 34 now? Like, that's so many points. Nobody in the league since Kobe Bryant has averaged, like, that much. And before that, nobody in the league averaged that much. Yeah. Besides Michael Jordan.
0: All right. That concludes this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening.